So, Beastars, episode 3. I noticed some cute things about the OP, like uh, the little bunny rabbit gives Legoshi some kisses on his nose, and I thought that was the cutest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Also, about the OP, besides the fact that it slaps, Legoshi at the end of it is just sit sitting in a pool of blood, and I'm like, look at him. He at the scene of the goddamn crime. In the OP. The OP never lies. It's the opposite of Azula, who always lies. So remember that rabbit, that like half and half rabbit from the last episode that was like, fuck you, Kyrie, you're a slut. We find out that, um, we find out that the, her boyfriend was over here talking about how they're just fucking around. And like the Impala guy, I think he's an Impala. I actually looking at him, he might be a dick dick just based on his antlers. I think he's an Impala who has this, the most amazing voice. He's just so bored and chill. He's just like, I slept with her. And it's like, God damn, you slept with her homeboy? If you're looking at this show as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like imagine the Fresh Prince himself as Will Smith, the the black and white rabbit, going, "Oh yeah, I'm fucking around with this chick," and then Jazz speaks up and goes, "Hey, I've also been fucking around with her." It's like, damn, it's instantly uncool. She gets around. I'm not cool or special or whatever. Why does she feel the need to do this? Do people pay her? Does she think that, hey, this is the only way people will, only way I can get some respect from these guys? I'm so interested to know why she does this. Maybe she just likes to fuck. That's not a crime. Kyrie's provocativeness is really like throwing me off. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't like this coming out of Kyrie's voice. <laughs> and they just rebooted Digimon and I'm gonna watch it. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it like this. <laughs> not after hearing her say these things to Legoshi. He got the fuck out of there, though. But, which, by the way, like, she was all over him. I'm surprised he didn't eat her. Good job with your self-control there, Legoshi. Even though, you know, you ate your best friend, the uh, alpaca. He's an alpaca, not a llama. This confuses Kyrie, who's like, uh, that usually works? What the fuck happened? He's, he's not like other guys. And that intrigues me. <laughs> you could tell right away where this is going. But that doesn't make it bad. I want to see it go in that direction. We also see, like, Legoshi talking to the anteater guy. And while we see him, we see some mouse, uh, mice students walk by. And there's also teeny tiny little doors for them to go through. Look at these little tiny mice. Look how small they are. The the juxtaposition of sizes of the animals here is also really cool. Um, Usually when you see like an anthropomorphic thing, something like biker mice from Mars, the biker mice are the size of people. They're like bigger than people, right? Or like if there's a mouse character in like, let's say SWAT cats, the mouse character is the same size as the SWAT cats. This, I like that they're really small. <laughs> Because you imagine, like, oh, man, like, how, how would a relationship with, let's say, a giraffe and a mouse, how would that be? Uh, Legoshi mentions, oh, I've never had a girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. That's the least surprising thing I've ever heard in any show, ever. We also find out that everybody, if you're in the drama club, you have an interesting backstory. But what is King Louis' interesting backstory? Besides the fact that he's a narcissist, what else is there about him that makes him part of this drama club because apparently they seek you out they go okay you have an interesting backstory we got a place for you in the drama club it's like some weird clandestine stonemasons club also i love the uh, mouse yelling at all the huge members of the newspaper club that was fantastic like visual comedy also i love that he, the one of the people that he's yelling at is a elephant you know the whole elephants are scared of mice thing i love that that was the cutest thing they do a lot of really fun things with the animal juxtapositions in this, sh in this show and the editor's like yo get a close-up of louis close-ups of that motherfucker's face sell papers because you know the fangirls are buying those papers and cutting him out and putting them in their like scrapbooks or putting them all over their walls with like you know scrapbook letters that say louis and me forever and then like one of the other students was like scandal sells papers if i get that motherfucker fucking up Oh, we're going to sell so many papers. Also, are these papers, like, physically sold for money? 
Because if so, I would only take pictures of Louis. I would just become a Louis fucking tabloid. That's all I would do. Because that motherfucker will sell papers. Louis. Those girls scream every time he walks in a room. Which, by the way, in the last episode was hysterical. It it went from being like, yes, of course, we get it. They, they like him, too. Okay, this is funny as hell. This is like his entrance music is women screaming. Lugoshi goes to talk to Louis about, you know, the lighting and stuff. And Louis is paying very close attention to his body language. And it's driving him fucking nuts. He's like, yo, how come I'm more ferocious than you and you're a wolf and I'm a fucking deer and this is bullshit? It's like, does Louis have an issue with being a deer? Would he rather be a carnivore? That's what I got from this scene. Also from this scene, I got a lot of vibes of like, you know, uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, this is the main ship. And I was like, why? This guy's a dick. But then you see it and they're like, oh, this scene right here is just like, they were like, hey, you hungry for a ship? Here, we, we wheeled out this entire cheese buffet on this mousetrap. I don't want this ship. And they're like, smell the cheese. Isn't it great? Don't you want to put your hand in this trap and get caught up in this ship? And no, I don't. Louis is a dickhead. But they kind of make you sympathize with Louis later on. Something I never thought about that but I really liked was the little habitat rooms where everybody can go and kind of chill the fuck out for an hour in like their environment so that they can feel comfortable. Where the fuck is this for like people <laughs> like i would love like these little quiet rooms where you go to and just kind of mellow the fuck out that sounds fantastic they're adding quiet rooms to places for people with like sensory overload issues and like sports stadiums and stuff like that and i think that's a great idea but god wouldn't it be great in the break room of your like work it's just dead quiet and you can just go in there and just sit down and chill with your own thoughts for like five minutes. Also, uh, Lagoshi is like, I don't get what's going on with me, but I wanna go hang out with that rabbit again. And his tail does a little wag. Our boy has a crush. Hopefully not a physical, like he will pick her up with his hands and crush her with them kind of crush. Hopefully it's just like, I think she's really cool and I wanna hang out with her again. Maybe not see her shirtless uh, anytime soon. And not until I get to know her or whatever, but yeah. The show does a great job of, the show does a great job with the inner monologues. So Louis having this inner monologue while he's giving a pep talk to the rest of the players in the play, think, while he's saying stuff to them, he's thinking another thing. And the juxtaposition there is fucking awesome. And I really enjoyed it. And you're like, man, this dude is an actor. Like, that shit is front and center with him. That's just how he is as a person. Or as a deer, I guess. He's tying up his leg, though, and he's struggling through these performances. Apparently the play is only for two nights. Or at least, you know, he could probably do the first opening two nights and then be cool to, you know, have maybe an understudy take over for him afterward. He does the whole play, does a great job, and then just passes out after the curtain closes. Incredible willpower on his part. That kind of stuff shouldn't be celebrated, right? Like, it happens in wrestling a lot of a guy who will get a concussion or break his fucking legs and then continue the match. And it's like, oh man, he has such heart. But at the same time, let's not normalize that or let's not encourage other people to push themselves to such a degree that they get seriously hurt. I kind of feel really bad for Louis here because, you know, he wants to perform night two. He doesn't even think anything's wrong. I'm looking forward to getting into his head and finding out more about this character because his the inside of his brain is is like a labyrinth. It's like the fucking MC Escher painting. It's like, what is he thinking? Uh, but that's it. That's this episode. Thanks for listening.